And try not to unplug your mic this time, because I had to slide your audio a little bit, because somehow when you un- unplug the mic, Audacity yeah. stopped recording for that amount of time, and I had to fix yes. it. I had to restart recording after my mic unplugged. Yes, I'm going to give it the old college try not to unplug it this time. <laughs> yeah. Um, so did it make two files, or did it just pick up where you left off? Just picked up where I left off. It was just all one file. All right. Well, if you do it again, just let me know. Now I know how to fix it. Um, but right. It took a little bit of editing to try and fix it last week, and it so was like demoralizing when it was for that movie. I'm like, it's not even worth this work. <laughs> Yeah, for fucking out of control. Well, you know, I'll be anything you want me to be just as long as I can not ever have to talk about that movie again. Uh, you, you, you know, you, you we're going we're gonna to have to do like five more shows about it. <laughs> Fuck that. I will pull the plug first. <laughs> we will kill this thing. <laughs> this is my baby and I'll drown it in a bathtub if I want to. Clip. Jesus. <laughs> All right, there's no coming back from that. We're just starting the show after that. Good job. The following show will destroy your self-worth with excessive expletives, overtly descriptive sexual deviance, and more desperation for external validation than any so-called entertainment should ever be allowed. Two talentless losers who are about as insightful and provocative as a comatose jellyfish. Cinema Psyops. A tendency to deprave and corrupt those whose minds are open to such immoral influences and to whose hands a publication of this sort may fall. So if someone of a dirty bird gets hold of your stuff and it makes them a dirtier bird, then it's labeled obscene. Encouraging the lowest, most base, and animalistic of desires to all who will listen. Because we, as a society, have decided that a cinema psyops represents our base and vulgar impulses, and that acknowledging our use of it rattles our collective conscience. I was trying my best to make a positive impact in the lives of others, but secretly I was involved in a relationship that was taking over my life. Cinema Psyops. It was leaving me wounded and depressed, unable to even manage the relationships that mattered to me. Auditory vermin infesting every aspect of the human condition, spreading their filth and foul disease. The Black Plague Podcasting. Cinema Psyops. With Court and Matt. Welcome to the 243rd week of Cinema PsyOps. Once again, chilling out in the quarantine, wishing for something better is me. My name is Court. I run this shit like Barter Town. Sitting at home, wishing he could shelter at someone else's home is Matt. 243 weeks. Uh, your Facebook just updated with that. Nice. All right, look at that. Yeah, I multitask. While the intro music was playing for recording live to make sure that we get the timing right, I made sure that I posted it right there. And then when I posted it, I made sure that I tagged you in the post explicitly. Yeah, we are we ready? We ready for the next two weeks for the our hell weeks here? It's supposed to be hell month. 
If you live through this month, there's a good chance you're getting out of this thing. Well, I've already kind of announced the schedule on another show that'll be coming out shortly, so I might as well just kind of go through it for everybody. Yeah. Um, the reasons to stay alive, probably not going to be the movies we cover on Cinema Psyops in the next two weeks. You know what? That just, just reminds me. If I live, let's okay, so this is supposed to be the worst month in the United States for the coronavirus, right? Yep. Yeah, you're, you're and right. If, so let's just get this straight. If I live through this month, it don't get the coronavirus. Also, have to look forward to is May Matei. Yes, absolutely. Because we have two weeks stripped to kill in Brotherhood of Death. That's uh, the week of April thirteenth and April twentieth. I put them on the Monday, so they'll be out the Sundays after that. And then after that, we start May Matei. So the only thing that you have to look forward to, besides a horrible, painful COVID death, Matt, is May Matei. I don't know, man. That COVID death's not looking too bad now. Maybe <laughs> I could go. I'm gonna start licking doorknobs. You don't want to even joke around about that, because some people that are not taking and it's serious enough for the ones that catch it and then something horrible happens and then the people yeah. that talk about how it's a hoax they're the ones that are dying from it well yeah but i'm not actually licking doorknobs all right <laughs> at least not ones that you haven't sterilized first correct correct and don't kink shame me all right I, i'm not if you want to sterilize and then you know dirty up a fucking doorknob with your mouth that's your business that sounded sexy i'm gonna go ahead and take my pants off <laughs> i don't care we're not in the fucking same room uh, no all right so Live through the pandemic, do May Mate. So if I get through May and enter into June, I level up as a human being. Well, not necessarily, because once we get through May Mate, and you don't have to get through all of May, because uh, we start episode 250 will be the last uh, week of May when uh-huh. we record, the last week that has any days of May in it. And you know what it is, but do you think our listeners have heard me talk about it elsewhere? You, you, you think they know? I don't know if they know. I mean, they should. We've talked about it here and there, and I've kind of hinted at it, but we are going to do every Andy Sedaris film in the group of the... Lethal Ladies, I think is what they sell them as. I can't remember what the actual franchise name is supposed to be, but the full franchise fest is the Andy Sedaris girls, guns, and all of that kind of stuff. I'm going to look it up right now as we're talking about it to kind of see. But I'm just like, I still think, you know, I level up. We're going to level up as people, Court. We're going to get through the COVID, (laughs) get through May Mate, and we both get to level up. We get to choose more things as our special powers, and uh, uh, we get more uh, space to keep objects we find. Okay, so it's girls, guns, and G-strings. I don't know why the fuck I didn't think of that. They've been known as the bullets, bombs, and babes, or bullets, bombs, and boobs. You know, like the three Bs. He does a series of B-movies like that. Anyone who ever watched the earliest Joe Bob, the very first, like, the movie channel Joe Bob, knows these films because he covered the lion's share of them, really, for Andy Sedaris flicks. But we're looking at roughly 13 movies. They're pretty much all available in the DVD box set that goes by girls guns and g-strings that you'll be able to see out there and i did buy that and some of the movies that we'll be covering will be on that but they're being sparsely released and covid19 is fucking it up but almost all of them are also on blu-ray and where possible i have gone ahead and made sure that i got you copies from the blu-rays as opposed to the dvds which are just basically vhs rips i know you have had to have seen some of these sedaris films you had to have i probably have yeah. yeah. And is it a little bit of a cheat because they're not necessarily actually a franchise like a Hellraiser or something like that? Yes, but it's fucking Andy Sedaris. Cut us a fucking break. We've done right? five years for you people. Let me choose what I want to choose. You know, I think you might be getting mad at people, like imaginary people. They might not care. Matt, I'm only mad at imaginary people. <laughs> that's very true. <laughs> no, that's actually I'm, not true. You're at mad all. at I'm me a lot. I don't exist. So 
I'm very mad at regular actual people. If you didn't exist, that would be really fucked up. Like if you were a split personality that only comes out every now and right. then, like for me to record this show. That like would be you really listen weird. to recordings now and like when it's clear and it's just you talking to yourself constantly. <laughs> yeah, but it would still sound like you. you know? Yeah, yeah. You'd, you'd find a way to do my voice. <laughs> Shit, man. If I could do your voice, I would fire you from the show in a heartbeat because then I would get exactly what I want this show to be. <laughs> Unfortunately, when I did do the show that was just me, no one wanted to hear it. <laughs> yeah, you need me. You need me. I mean, not really. You can find any other asshole to do this too, but I'm still <laughs> going to say you need me. <laughs> well, you need this show, and I can't deprive you of this show, because let's face it, you're the father of a teenager. You got nothing else going on in your if life. If I don't scream into the void, who will listen? Yeah, nobody, that's who. Exactly. Hey, we got Better Call Saul coming up here for me in a little bit, so we started Oh, I'm sorry, we better we hurry the fuck up. Yeah. I don't want to interrupt Better Call Saul. Because as we've established in previous recordings, it's way more important to me than your life. That's That's a fact. All right, we haven't talked about what we're talking about tonight, though. Countess Dracula, another Hammer film back, Ingrid Pitt back, and uh, a subject that's near and dear to my heart, Elizabeth Bathory. Erica just saw it on TV the same day I was watching it. No shit. Yeah, she only caught the very end. She goes, wait, I only caught the very end, but is it an old lady looking up from, like, a cell? And I'm like, yeah. She goes, oh, my God, it was on network TV. We only do, like, internet and streaming services, but we have an antenna. And I'm one of the many network channels you get with an antenna. Comet. Like the old, it was the old probably, timey shows. Yeah, it was probably on Comet. Uh, yep. This particular movie in America, there's a certain version of it that I think lapsed into like not necessarily public domain, but like really cheap TV rights and possibly like public domain or free to broadcast from that tape. So it gets broadcast in that version many times. This is the cleaned up Blu-ray from Synapse Films that we're talking about here. Yeah. I actually, I can't wait to talk about it. It's such an upgrade from what we had last week and maybe even the week before (laughs) (laughs) so we're going to take the break here we're going to play a new legion promo that's to help out folks that may be in need in the legionnaires and uh, we'll have a little bit of music straight out of the soundtrack for countess dracula so everybody be cool be cool motherfuckers don't be not cool and when we come back we will have the trailer this is Bo from legionpodcasts.com Hey, it's been a crazy time, and when the world gets nuts, we're happy to offer some old-fashioned podcast entertainment. But for some folks, getting a laugh out of a show isn't really helping these days. People who depend on tips in their bartending jobs or have been put on furlough with no pay till the worst of this coronavirus threat has passed. That's a tough spot. That's why we set up a GoFundMe for members of our community, a sort of grand-scale take-a-penny-leave-a-penny. For people like myself, for whom the recent disruptions haven't kicked us out of work, well, we can drop a few of those extra pennies in the GoFundMe jar. For those who are directly affected by recent events and find themselves looking for money to pay the electric bill or keep the water on, well, how about you give me a shout at bo, B-O, at legionpodcasts.com. Let me know the situation and what you need, and we'll do our best to make life a little easier. And you can find links to the GoFundMe on the front page of legionpodcasts.com, on our Facebook group page, or on Twitter at Legion Podcasts, where it's the pinned tweet. For those of you who are able, thanks in advance for chipping in. And members of our community who need a hand, hey, here we are. Remember, stay safe, stay healthy, and we're all going to get through this together. Legion isn't just a name, it's who we are. Thanks for listening to all the shows here on Legion Podcasts, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. 
Robinson fucking nailed it for this score. It's awesome. I had to include it. If we get dinged for it, I guess we get dinged for it. I just, I had to. Fuck it. No one cares <laughs> right now. It's COVID time. <laughs> no, it's not. Do you know what time it is, Matt? Uh, time for the Rona trailer? Time for the Countess Dracula trailer. Oh, that would make more sense. Julie! Mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the ugliest of them all? Mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the fairest of them all? Devil woman! Mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the most terrifying of them all? The Countess Dracula. It's beautiful. Beautiful. Have I changed so much? As a flower changes from bud to bloom, past recognition. There once was a Countess young and fair, with tender skin and flaxen hair. Countess, how do you keep your looks? <laughs> what secrets in these ancient books? The book! What book? The chapter on blood sacrifices. Please help me. I don't know what's happened to me. Say lovely. Say it. Yes. Yes, yes, I love you. Yes. Don't you realize that you get uglier each time you get old? And you can't go on killing forever? Why not? That woman embodies all the virtues. Mistress, friend, and mother in one, does such a woman exist? <gasps> you know she does. Do your lovers know how you cling to youth? Dare you tell them the dreadful truth? These walls could tell, but cannot speak of the sudden cry, the muffled shriek. Doby. Where is she? Look at me, Dobie. Look at me. And what will your daughter say? She arrives tomorrow, and she'll find you as young as she is. Hold me. No. Blood. Whose blood? Mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the most terrifying of them all? The Countess Dracula. Julie! Have I changed so much? I don't know what's happened to me. Blood. Who's blood? Devil woman. Well, there you go. That's the whole movie. Bye, everyone. No, there's a hell of a lot more to talk about that and not just Ingrid Pitt walking around with that open robe with her boobs hanging out. Oh, my God. Well, let's get started. Countess. Yes. Dracula. Uh, we start at a funeral. Uh, a dude shows up and... Uh, uh, the old woman, who appears to be the widow, uh, is told that he's there for the reading of the will. Uh, the woman kind of smiles at the young man who pulled up. Then we get the title sequence and everything. They're all riding their carriages back, and a dude hops on, and he's kind of a commoner, and he reports, he's like, hey, listen, your now deceased husband promised me work, and my wife and my child are starving, I really need this, someone pushes him off, and he gets run over and killed by the cart. He doesn't actually just hop on. He, like, climbs up and is begging for help in the window and is hanging on as he's being dragged. Then he gets knocked off. Then he goes under the carriage and gets run over, which is gory and spectacular. This is one of the later cycle of uh, movies from Hammer. So the gore is amped up quite a bit, and it is awesome. He's got a glorious death. Maybe he won't like it as much as I do, but that's not my concern. Well, he's a peasant and should stop 
bothering the 1%. I mean, if they really wanted it, they could have worked for it. Yeah, if he would have pulled himself up by his bootstraps, he would have been fine, and he could have been on that ride. You know what? How about this? Uh, Yes, she's probably the richest person in the region, but how about all the other villagers pitch in money to help out the family, but she'll she'll start the GoFundMe thing for it. And then the other people who make just a little bit more can help out the person who's making nothing. There you go. That uh, that sounds perfect. That's a great way for that to happen. Yeah, it's a great way for them to absolve their guilt, for sure. So, anyway, uh, as the family finds him, the wife points at the widow and calls her a devil woman. We come to the will reading, and that is our first clip. <coughs> now, before we proceed to business, may I present Imre Tot, the son of your husband's late friend, General Tot, the Countess Elizabeth Nadojdi, Captain Doby, the steward of the castle, Master Fabio, the historian, and the Countess's companion, Julie. One person not yet arrived is Ilona, the Countess's daughter. Her father sent for her when he knew he was dying, but alas, too late. Yes, yes, let's get on with it. The last will and testament of Count Ferenc Nadojdi. To Captain Doby, I bequeath my arms and uniform. <laughs> to Julie Sintesh, 1,000 coronas and food and lodging in my home for the rest of her days. To Master Fabio, my library. <laughs> to Imre Toth, son of my dearest friend and army companion, who fought gallantly with me and saved my life on more than one occasion. I bequeath my famous stable with all the horses and the cottage. To my beloved wife, Elizabeth. My fortunes and estates to to be divided equally with our only child, Ilona. Well, we must respect his wishes. I must apologize for my late arrival. My horse lost a shoe. It is. Well, now you have all the horseshoes you need. And the horses. Since we are new neighbors, doubtless we shall see much of each other. The honor will be mine. Well, there you go. Yeah, she wasn't happy about that will reading, though, having to share things, you know, with her fucking daughter, So, which already kind of tells you everything you need to know about this lady. Yeah, Countess Dracula is basically a coke. Yeah, she's not cool. Uh... <laughs> Well, Elizabeth Bathory was not known for being generous or kind. That's true. Anyway, uh, library nerd Fabio, uh, the guy who's all excited about the books, he uh, shows Toth to the new stables. He looks an awful lot like fucking Spinach Chin from uh, Army of Darkness. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you're not wrong. But he's dressed more like a uh, philosopher or alchemist or something. (laughs) Captain Dobby is pissed about what was left for him. But he acknowledges uh, that, you know, he's been banging the widow for some time now. So... Yeah, it was a final fuck you from the guy that knew that he was tapping his wife, which we need to talk about this. You said the old lady, but that is the actress Ingrid Pitt in old age makeup. That is fantastic, the way that they aged her. That old age makeup was so well done that I, at first watching this, not knowing anything, thought it was an old lady. I kind of had an idea of where this was going. And I thought when they would revert her to young, they would just get an actress. I thought that was a really an old lady. 
Yeah, they did an excellent job with it. I also want to point out, Ingrid Pitt made it to her early 70s. I think she was like 73 when she had like a coronary episode or something like that that took her life. But she continued to look incredible, and I'm pretty sure it wasn't plastic surgery. I'm pretty sure she just took care of herself up until her death. I mean, obviously age ravages everyone a little bit, but she never looked this old, even in her early 70s, pre her death. She never looked this old. She never looked... Yes. Yeah. Like even in her 70s, she never even looked anywhere near what this old age makeup did. So we don't have a comparison like we would say with Max von Sydow's old age makeup in The Exorcist, because his old age makeup in The Exorcist looked exactly what he looked like when he got old. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> like exactly, like hauntingly exactly to the point where you kind of wonder what year he actually filmed that in or if he went back in time to go star in it. <laughs> Well, uh, anyway, so great makeup job. Yeah, it's incredible. I had to bring it up. Yeah. Oh, no, I agree. And we find out that she and the this Captain Dobie have been banging for quite some time. Dobie actually wants to go public with the relationship, but she is still hesitant as she has a reputation to keep. Well, um, that and his lowly station is not becoming of her. And also, she's looking for someone a little younger to tap said ass. Yeah. Well, more than that, uh, we see a servant girl preparing the widow's bath. Uh, the water's too hot. And she's kind of a bitch telling her that. And so the girl goes to get colder water. Uh, as Captain Dabio uh, really wants to press her to kind of be with him, she asks him to leave so she can take a bath. The servant girl pours water in there and says the water should be all right. And so then uh, the countess goes ahead and grabs the girl's arm and forces it into the water, burning her. Then as she recoils in pain, the countess tells her to give her a peach. As she starts cutting the peach, like, stuff's falling off making a mess which further infuriates the countess until she hits the servant girl's arm and the servant girl cuts herself in the face blood spatters on the countess and she tells her to get the hell out of there in which the servant girl goes running and then after sitting in front of a mirror she sees that the blood on her cheek has made her cheek all youthful looking and nice which is ingrid pitt at the time's actual cheek they've maybe put a little you know blush or rouge or something on it to accent her natural skin tone i kind of zoomed in when they did that scene and you can sort of see the scene where the makeup gets blended off to be the youthful part of her face compared nice. to the actual old age makeup that's around it but they did such a good job of using the natural contours of her face to kind of reveal her true face behind it and then like still keep the makeup on there and it's really well done and it's very convincing even with this blu-ray transfer when you look at that it's like wow that how the hell did they do that for being in the early days of the 70s that is quite an amazing makeup job yeah we're talking like what 1971 i think or 72 yep, it was 19 this was released in 1971, so they might have been making it back in 1970, for crying out loud. Yeah, and I mean, given the push for what was starting to happen with special makeup effects around this time, because the 70s is when a lot of envelopes really started getting pushed with these kind of effects and like really taking shape and really becoming something more than just, you know, a creature mask that a guy would put on and come out of a lake in. Yeah, 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 exactly. You know, everyone's starting to try to incorporate actual faces into this makeup yeah i'm curious um, as to who actually did that because i mean i'm not going to say it's on par with what dick smith did in the exorcist but it's really pretty impressive yeah yeah you're completely right she makes her uh main maid julie 
show her where the girl's room is. They bust in on the girl, and then we cut away to the next day. The mom is also part of the servants for the castle, and the mom is actually looking for her. As the captain walk in, he says, in a very nonchalant way, to go ahead and check the whorehouse. The mom says that she wouldn't be there as she is a pure girl. That will be important for later. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, the captain walks in the room and finds the widow all young and shit looking hot as fuck is that a technical term yeah hot as fuck that is uh exactly what the doctors say um so <laughs> i'm sorry ma'am you've come down with a case of hot as fuck you are the- going to be subject to male stupidity ignorance and unwanted advances for the rest of your days trust me man i'm pre-med i thought you were pre-law what's the difference pretty much um <laughs> so uh the captain asks, what if her when her daughter gets here what will she say about finding her like this to which the countess whispers, what if she doesn't? So, ooh. Then we cut to, we see the daughter. She's in a carriage. She's obviously coming home. And she is taken captive by a couple of ruffians. And when you say ruffian, you mean how they're treating her because they're tossing her around like a rag doll? Pretty much. They are ruffians. Lieutenant Toth, the man who got the stable and everything, he's invited to dinner that night. The widow is now pretending to be her own daughter and tells Toth that her mother isn't feeling very well. She sits down in her in her own chair, which everyone had to correct her and say that's your mother's chair. So she had to remember that. Yep. And then we have a dinner story, and that is our next clip. Oh, yes. I was swimming in the lake when I spied a man on the bank cutting roses. The finest full-blooded bloom. Who could it be? The gardener? Uh No, he was too upright of bearing. (laughs) A thief. (laughs) He was just too far away from me to recognize him. And modesty forbade me from leaving the water. (laughs) (laughs) Later, I saw the same roses in my mother's bedroom. (laughs) I asked her who had given them to her. And she said... One of my secret lovers. Uh, (laughs) I was confused. What could she mean? She promised to tell me when I grew up. And tonight, before I came down to dinner, I had my answer. And the name of the man... It was Uncle Doby. (laughs) (laughs) But I have talked enough about myself. Help me rediscover my home. And tell me about your life and your plans and your family. Well then. Having a little fun at Captain Doby's expense there. Yeah, she's being quite um, catty. Yes. At this point, then, uh, we see her kidnapped daughters having dinner, and as one of the ruffians eats really horribly right in front of her with his hands, she begins to just start bawling crying. I like how these guys are, like, pretty much keeping themselves in check because they know that the mother's the one that hired them to keep an eye on the daughter. So they're trying not to get too forward and weird, but that does start to slip as the movie moves on. Yeah. Cut to the Countess and Toth. Uh, They end up, while they're walking, confess having feelings for one another. Uh, They make out a little bit, but she can't have them right now, but she says they'll meet tomorrow night. 
Fabio, the book nerd, is pondering uh, about the daughter's matureness the next day. Talking about how, you know, she left here and for being only 18, she's very mature. And stated how, you know, when she left, she looked a little bit more like her father, but now is a spitting image of her mother. Julie, the main maid there, just tells him he's crazy and sends him off. Yeah, she's uh, really good at gaslighting. Yes, really good at gas. Almost as good as you are. Oh, come on, Matt. That's not fair. Do you know how that makes me feel when you talk about me like that i, I guess man you're probably right I, i'm sorry coordinate <sighs> you know i've probably been stressed out a lot like hey wait a minute <laughs> <laughs> fucking stupid <laughs> everything we do is fucking stupid <laughs> fucking hey man uh yeah we cut to there's like this little scene of toth and the countess running around Fabio finds uh, Dorby, and uh, he's sleeping in front of a chess table, so he decides to go to sleep, too. Then he wakes up to see uh, Doby reading uh, a book about the human body, and it says human body. Well, that's helpful. Yeah, right? Toth and the Countess get ready to the bone. She looks in the mirror, and she is old again. So she runs into a room, and her maid consoles her as she wails. The next day, the maid checks out some uh, young women that are dancing during a celebration gypsies the countess and doby talk and that is our next clip don't you want to see me young and happy again so that you can make love to young officers i'd rather have you as you are than see you parading yourself like some jaded young slut from the whorehouse at least there's dignity in age you are cruel you have never loved me oh yes i've loved you but can't you see what'll happen you'll go insane or the bailiffs will take you and hang you. If that should happen, then don't forget, you'll be there next to me. Have you spoken to him? Yes, my dear. He was not offended. I told him you left because you heard your mother calling for you. And he hopes you'll go riding with him today as you arranged. Riding with him? But how can I? How can I go riding with him? You will find me someone and bring her here. Yes, Countess. But first, tell me what news of the little one, our real daughter. I'm so anxious. She should be here by now. But didn't Captain Doby tell you? No. The Danube flooded where she would have crossed. Oh, my poor child. He's quite safe. Now, Julie, do as I ask. You know, it's never good when the maid cares more about your child than uh, you do. That tracks uh, for the lifestyle that uh, Countess Bathory is living. Yes, though. Yeah, that that does make sense. A lot of sense. I mean, when you can afford servants to the extent that a countess can, or whenever you can basically pawn your hell-spawn children off on somebody else, people tend to do it, and they get away with it. Pretty much. Uh, the maid again points out some of the young gypsy girls dancing and states that maybe she needs her uh, future read. We cut to the staff in the kind of the kitchen area arguing about the countess and her possible involvement in the servant's disappearance, all to have the sergeant of the house tell them all to shut up. The maid brings a gypsy up to read tarot cards, and after reading uh, the countess's uh, fortunes, uh, they give her a necklace, and as she's admiring the necklace, the Countess stabs her right in the fucking neck. That's not cool. I noticed that the Countess loves doing a lot of her own wet work. She kind of doesn't want anybody else to do it for her. I think she's getting addicted to the murdering. I mean, wouldn't you? I wouldn't. I don't want to murder anybody. 
But come on, Matt. Fresh young virgins making you fresh and young again with their blood. You don't think that's worth the murder? No, it's not. Mainly because I don't, I don't want to be on this planet anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. The younger and more beautiful you are, the better life could be for you. Yeah, no, probably not. Trust me, I've seen me when I was young and beautiful. When I would have been considered at my most young and beautiful. Yeah, you were young. You were never beautiful, you fugly motherfucker. How fucking dare you? I was an Adonis of poor health habits. And... (laughs) You were the Adonis of looking terrible in a three-quarter length leather coat. Fucking A, man. (laughs) Fucking A, though. The fucking coat was the shit, though. Don't even start it with me, all right? No, no, that's what I'm saying. You looked incredible in that coat because it covered most of you. If you could have had a leather face mask that would have came up, perfection. Probably. You you know, you're not totally wrong. No, I'm still an asshole. I went more hardcore with a fucking, at one point, an overcoat, covering myself completely up. (laughs) Yeah, that's the, the realm of flashers and guys who watch too much of The Crow. Yeah, right? Any of that. Uh, <laughs> That's me, why I have I, a leather overcoat. <laughs> see, me, I was just a fat guy, and I was looking for a way to cover myself up in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> and the more leather, the better. It could cover up your scent. Yes. So, anyway, uh, she is now, the Countess is young again, and they go horse riding and have a little roll in the hay, and I, we, see, we see a boob. So... Thanks, movie. Yeah. Not only that, this movie, Matt, is rated PG. Not Are you on- shitting me? No. Not only do we see a boob, but his mouth encompasses the entirety of her nipple for a very brief second, which is an automatic NC-17 these days. Wow, yeah, man. What the if, hell? Yeah, you remember that scene, right? Like, he puts yeah. his mouth right over that tit and oh, just yeah, goes definitely. right over that fucking nipple with his mouth, which is a no-no. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh- Side note, I was so fucking jealous of that actor. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's some horse shit, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, movie, by the way. But Thank fuck you, movie, you Mr. Actor, who got to do that. <laughs> like Ingrid Pitt would ever give us the time of day. Yeah, no, 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 no you're not wrong. Um, well, she would now, because she's dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ew, wait a minute. <laughs> Dig you later, baby. No, god damn it. Uh, later on, they profess their love for each other down at the stream. Fabio walks in on Darby paying two men who look strangely like the ruffians who took the daughter. They cheer to the countess and Darby states that this place will be a lot better without her if she should die as Fabio believes that the countess is sick and that's why they haven't seen her. Oh, she's sick all right, but not the kind of thing that's going to kill her just yet. She's getting sick and all that dick. And also she's getting sick on all that virgin blood. Yeah, that too. Toth then asks the Countess to marry him, and she enthusiastically says yes. Yeah, she kind of like has not necessarily a paperclips moment, but like this serious crazy joy of wanting to marry this younger man. Like she's convinced she's going to get a second chance at life almost with this. But, I mean, really, she's like, well, he wants to marry me, so. Want to hop on some dick after that. Yeah, that's that's probably right. You know, and she's like, well, I'm young now, and. I mean, I like dick. So, it's time for. Want to hop on some dick after that. This is basically what she's saying. Yeah, that's. Yeah, yeah well timed. Thanks again, uh, Ebeth. You rock. Yeah, good job, Ebeth. Uh, Fuck you, Matt. <laughs> Oh, fucking shit. Fuck you, Matt. Let's see here. Fuck you, Matt. (laughs) The daughter tries to escape uh, from her captivity, but is caught. And as she's trying to call, you know, she was trying to call out feet first. uh, The dude uh, starts licking her ankles. 
He's an ankle licker. Then we cut to some boys uh, are running around playing and they find uh, the gypsy girl's body. The Countess and Dobie, they talk in our next clip. Married. You are insane. Don't you realize that you get uglier each time you get old? And you can't go on killing forever? Why not, with you and Julie to help me? Huh. And what about Fabio and the servants? Oh, you don't fear Fabio. He's not such a fool. We're quite safe, and I am happy. You don't begrudge me that, do you? Where are you going? To meet your fiancé. We're signing the deeds of the inheritance, so I'll have the pleasure of his company tonight. Tell him that the Countess Elizabeth approves of the marriage and has made you responsible for the arrangements. To hell with the Countess Elizabeth! Shh! Don't be so angry. I haven't forgotten you. I promise. Not now, Dobie. When? Soon. Tonight? If you wish. I'll be here. Dude is hurting for some of that vajay. He is thirsty. Yeah, uh, he's, he's thirsty hardcore, and he loved her as she was. He yeah. doesn't care about her being young again. So this hurts him even more, because as soon as she gets young, she's all like, Want to hop on some dick after that. And she doesn't want his old rotten corpse. <laughs> she wants a young, fresh, male piece of meat that could probably keep it up for four hours without the help of Cialis. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and that didn't even exist back then. Right. I mean, the best that he had was like chewing on like some wood bark and hoping that that would do something or some like he, rhinoceros horn or some shit right through leeches at his dick and then did cocaine about it right or, or something along those lines or just kind of <laughs> hoped for the best yes anyway an investigation into the gypsies girl's death begins officers come across the kidnappers of the countess's daughter but asking a few questions and getting no actual answers he just leaves at this point the kidnapper grabs the daughter and they leave the place they're in we see the bros are out having drinks toth is talking about how much he is in love with uh his soon-to-be wife um an officer reports to the captain sitting there that people are scared and that there is no blood found in the deceased we see the countess is asleep and has a nightmare and she wakes up and as she's running around the place she turns old this was a very interesting sequence, and I love the way that they did it. Uh, was it? I can't remember exactly. Did it look like a cross dissolve where they made her age as she was walking, just kind of dissolving between the steps? Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought they did. Yeah. That's what it looked like to me. Yeah, I'm trying to remember because I mean, it's, well, I watched it obviously for the show on Sunday, but like I didn't pay close attention to that. And then when you brought it up, I was trying to remember the effects because it gives us something a little extra to talk about besides the plot. And I think they did like sort of like they did for the Wolfman, where they would hold his head still and then he would slowly transform i think they did something similar to that where she stood still and then they cross dissolved to age her as she was walking which was pretty neat yeah and uh then we cut to a nice little belly dance scene in the bar yeah uh i ain't angry at anything going on there except for the yeah. fact that the jealous asshat we're about to talk about is trying to get the guy in a compromising position that he can show the countess that he never truly loved her Yes, exactly. Anyway, Toth and Dobie talk about, uh, about a myriad of things, and that is our next clip. Oh, you want her? Ziza? No, she's for you, my friend. Your need is greater. Uh, not tonight. No, you have need of a night. Well, I'm spoken for. Tell me, Dobie. I am curious to know. A man of your position and authority. Why have you never got married, huh? Don't you believe in it? It fits some people. 
I think you should be married. To the Countess Elizabeth. She's free. Well seasoned. We shall have a double wedding. Will you drink to that? Why should a man be a slave to one woman when he can have the pick of any? Ah, oh, but if that woman embodies all the virtue, mistress, friend, and mother in one, does such a woman exist? You know she does. And I have found her. Oh, then you are blessed indeed. Mm. But also vulnerable. How so? Of being so dazzled by the light of your love that you cannot see a man steal upon you in the dark. Will you buy some beads? Hmm? Uh, or a Turkish dagger to protect you from your enemies? Why should I have enemies? All men have enemies, but uh, blessed men more since they are envied. Away, fool! This is Turkish talk. Zizar! Me, Captain. Our young friend is much taken with you. No, 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 she's for really? you, my friend. Oh, come on, my friend, enjoy her while you can. What's the matter? Thinking of your lady, love. Okay, so <laughs> the thing I love about the sequence here is the old dude is just trying really, really hard to sucker Toth and doing something where he can catch him in a compromising position so that he can convince the countess to go away and, you know, all that kind of shit and, like, not, not go for this younger guy and to basically just go back to being with him. And it backfires because Toth's such a good dude where he's like, but I'm spoken for. How could I? You're a single man. You should enjoy this girl, you know? Yeah. And then he's like, but if you marry the countess and I marry her daughter, then we could have a double wedding. How glorious would that be? Like He's, he's trying to be best friends with Dolby. Yeah, like he's really trying hardcore to just be a decent dude. And I'm like, Toth, man, have you never seen a Hammer film? You're not going to survive very long if you keep being this good of a person. Yeah. Stop trying to make friends, man. That's not going to work well for you. Yeah, it works better if you make zero or less friends. Don't get into this trap of you know, thinking people want to be nice to you. They don't. No, they're all looking for the angle to stick the knife in. Exactly. So anyway, we cut to the Countess is freaking out, having a bit of a paperclips moment. As then, she's want to do. Yes. Uh, then uh, the whore... That, I mean, it's a bad way to say it, but she is a prostitute. She will not go back to the council with Toth and the uh, and Adobe. She said because, you know, the, the Countess is a witch and all this. And then Adobe offers some pretty substantial cash. 50 of whatever they call money. Krona. Krona. Yeah, 50 Krona if she goes yeah. back and gets busy. It's going to give her 50 of what we're all getting. And, uh, no, 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 Krona, not oh. Krona. All right, well, he's going to give her 50 Monopoly monies to go back. And now you're just she, being offensive to whatever fucking country the Krona is a monetary system. I don't give a shit. Uh, well, you really fucking should because the world's getting ever so smaller, and that may be the country that you need to get whatever you need to survive from. But I, well, fuck them. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, they'll say fuck you right back, pal. I bet they don't even use that currency anymore. So anyway, <laughs> she decides 50 is really good, and she decides to help a drunk Toth at uh, home. Then we cut to the Countess is praying, and I'm like, listen, you've killed two girls and bathed in their blood. I think the praying time has passed for you, my dear. You don't know who she's praying to. Maybe she's praying to Satan. I know. She's got a rosary. She's praying to God. That's what assholes do when they are, look like the fucking their tickets punched. Another picture, we had a scene of them getting drunk Toth into the castle. He won't shut the fuck up. It's all good stuff, too, where he's talking about how much he loves the, yeah. the young oh, countess he's... and all that stuff where he's 
totally in love and he's just enamored with her. And then that one line where they talk about how can a, how can a woman be a mistress, a wife, and a mother or something like that? Like these yeah. Like, that whole dichotomy thing that they talk about where a man wants a whore in the bedroom and blah, 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 yeah, in yeah, the yeah. kitchen and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. And, like, you know, the, the idea that one woman couldn't be all three. Uh, that is absolute horse shit. Both your gentle co-hosts know that for a fact that yes. one woman can be everything and more. So that antiquated style of thinking is horse shit. But then back to Toth, who says that the young countess is everything for him. Yeah, he might be a little bit blinded by how much he's in love with her, but he's also a good dude who totally believes the horse shit that she's been lying to him about. Well, yeah, he believes her to be the countess's daughter, you know, and ready to marry. And he can't believe his good fortune of finding a woman he loved. Honestly, Matt, uh, if I knew that it was the older countess and when she bathed in virgin blood, she got young and hot and wanted to stoop me, I would still be feeding her virgins for blood and keep my mouth yeah, shut. Yeah, we know. You're fucked up, Court. We all know. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, the uh, countess has another pretty huge paperclips moment. Yeah, I got a clip of that. Oh, awesome. Who in the fuck took my paperclips? See? Goddamn. Yeah. Powerful. Powerful Powerful scene. acting scene yeah. right there. So amazing, Powerful. Ingrid Pitt turned into a black man from Vice Squad. Yeah, I just couldn't believe it right before my eyes. Uh, so then uh, Toth is in bed, and uh, the young lady, who I have, <laughs> I have now said the big titty committee, decides to jump in with him. Um, <laughs> you wrote in your notes, big titty committee for this lady. Yeah, here's my note, exactly. Quote, Toth in bed, and big titty committee jumps in with him. She wants to earn that 50 krona, for sure. She wants to make sure that she owns it. And I mean... I would not have probably kicked that particular actress out of bed. Don't know if I would sacrifice virgins for her, but, you know. Yeah, I don't know. You know, you wouldn't be <laughs> mad at her if she was eating Cheez-Its. Um, I mean, I would if she wasn't sharing them, but I'm also on keto, so maybe she could get away with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fabio then scares Dobie. He is, uh, Fabio says he's checking secret tunnels at night. And then as soon as he looks like he's going away, Dabo heads to the Countess's room and Fabio watches him go in there. Dabo finds the Countess on her knees and old. And that is our next clip. You cheated me. You knew this would happen and you've made a fool of me. No, I promise. <laughs> what do you want? That we should make love? Now, as you are, like two old fools fumbling at each other. Don't be cruel. Help me. Why should I help you? Huh? You don't want me. It's him. Imre. It's him you're thinking about and how you'll look for him tomorrow. Help me. But you still need me, don't you? As a whore needs a panda. But there's just one customer who doesn't want you, young or old, your little lover. I'll show you. Come and watch him no. in his satisfaction no. with a real young woman. No. Now, lying on my bed, coupling with the cheapest whore in town. I don't want to see that. Come! Goddamn. 
<laughs> yeah, that's some hardcore shit, man. I mean, it was obvious that was his plan all along, that he was trying to break him. Yeah, but I think he was planning on getting some nookie first, and the finder old pissed him off. Yeah, so this is what sent him over the edge. But I think what he wanted to do is he was going to fuck her, and then he was going to bring her to his bedroom, actually, to fuck her, is what he wanted to do. Yeah. And then she would find the young man in her bed, and that was a plan. But instead, he got real indignant and asshole about it even more so when he did what he did and dragged her over to it. Yeah. The Countess uh, then demands that Dobby bring that girl up to her room for, you know, a murdering. Right, because she doesn't know yet that she needs virgins. Yes. The girl comes running out and said that uh, she's a little pissed off because Toth can't get it up. He's passed out. So then Dobby gives her a hundred. It sends her to the Countess's room. If, you know, saying, would you have a problem going there? The girl does not. And, of course, takes the hundred. She's pretty happy. And she leaves. As she leaves, Fabio, we see, has been listening. And then he checks the book on blood sacrifices. So they got a book for everything. Yeah, blood sacrifices. It's supposed to be the most exquisite and extensive library in like several countries around. Like they go into detail about how the Count had collected all of this knowledge. And it was kind of hinted at that the actual learned man or the wise man, if you will, spinach chin of this particular movie, he was the one that kind of curated it and helped the Count find the books because I don't think the Count was making very much use of them and that's why they were bequeathed to him is because he's the one that curated it anyway. Yeah, and it's almost like this library is rule 34. If there's a subject on it, there's a book. Yeah, like before there was porn, there was this library. Yeah. We cut to, we see that uh, our poor uh, uh, big titty committee lady is dead, uh, but the blood is not helping. She is still very old. Then Dobby and the Countess find Fabio with the blood sacrifice book, and that is our next clip. If you kill me, your mistress will never know the truth. Leave him. Don't trust him. Trust me and I'll help you choose Countess. Let him speak. The chapter on blood sacrifices. Yes, yes, I've read it. But not far enough, Captain, or you wouldn't have made such a simple mistake. It states quite clearly, for the restoration of youth and beauty, only the blood of a virgin may be used. She was a common whore. Well, well. You fool. Thank you, Master Fabio, for your scholarship on the matter. You shall not go unrewarded. Countess, uh, if I can assist at any time, you know, I find the whole subject most enthralling. Thank you, Toby. Tomorrow you will make good your mistake. A virgin, remember. A virgin. Dun, dun, dun. They needed the cord in there right after he said it. Is she a virgin? Ooh, that's gross. No, that's referring to a little girl, so that's gross. That's, Stop right now. But, I mean, I was just doing Monster Squad. I know, but it's still gross. Stop right By there. the way, she never really said the words, so I don't even know what the hell's going on there. <laughs> <laughs> so, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, uh, Dobie, while walking the streets, buys a servant girl who is known to be a virgin. We see Toth waking up. He uh, finds the Countess as the old lady now, and they talk about her quote-unquote daughter and how she approves of this wedding and how the girl's father always meant for these two to kind of get married. So there you go. Yeah, a bunch of horse shit that just makes her feel better about the evil choices she has made as a human being. Exactly. The real daughter seduces one of the kidnappers and then is able to get a key off his wristband and warns away unlocking the door. But unfortunately, while running, she falls into a stream and is caught. 
Okay, we need to talk about that real quick, because I was saying that they weren't being all that pervy and untoward, and she then uses the fact that she knows she is a beautiful woman, and that also she's nobility, and that they would probably go for it anyway, and also once you're locked up in a cabin with someone long enough, you eventually are going to want to fuck them. I mean, that's what happens. You know, people get horny, they need each other, that's what happens. That's the way it is, man. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure she used all of that to her advantage, it's just unfortunate that she has the falling sickness, like so many horror hair heroines horror horror all right so um fabio is going to tell toth about what is happening he's not really for this but he sees Dobie and says they will talk later on that night toth then that night goes to find uh fabio in his library but finds him hanging toth confronts dabo who was there and just kind of mentioning how sad it is that you know for all he knew now he's just dead and he confronts him about killing fabio dabo says that he will show him his real bride so dabo shows uh the countess covered in blood to talk and this is young countess but she is covered in blood so court's ideal lady oh my god we need to talk about this ingrid pitt and that super revealing flowing gown blood right in between her breasts on her breastbone i was so fucking hot for that that was so amazing i need set stills of her covered in blood like that in that outfit like hardcore stills of that google bro Google. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to definitely Google that later because, oh boy. One of the DVDs of this, there was a release account as Dracula, and I believe the DVD used that as its cover. And I snacked that up like hardcore. I was like, I got to have that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, it's a tastefully uh, done artwork of it, so you don't really see as much. But uh, in the movie, wow. I saw everything. That gown doesn't leave <laughs> much to your imagination, and what isn't covered in gown is covered in blood, and I'm all into that yeah fuck right me, fuck me. <laughs> so i'm screaming while i'm watching that <laughs> dabo takes the maid out of the room and toth and the countess talk in our next clip you love her where is your mother the countess elizabeth where is she forget where last night and you couldn't even do that you're obsessed with me last night you brought that whore in here you think i didn't know you think doby didn't tell me he's lying how is he You killed her. And there are witnesses. Toby? As many as I choose. You can't escape now. 
my son. Well, there you go. That's fucked up. Uh, so, uh, Dabo, uh, makes it look like, uh, with the investigators, that Fabio had actually killed the gypsy girl and then hung himself uh, out of guilt. We got to talk about the way that he was hanging from that chandelier, too. That was really gruesome and quite effective. And the death makeup that they did where he looks like he's been up there for a while and desiccated a little bit was really gruesome and just really well done. I I just really dig all of the bodies and the way that they have them displayed in this. They took the time to make sure that they were very cadaverous when they pop up. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, The makeup in this was done very well to make them look... Well, very dead. Yeah. <laughs> Although it was shot in England, so all they really had to do is just have the girls just had to lay there naked because, you know, England, no sun, so therefore very pasty pale. Yeah. Dead d- looking. All they did was they removed makeup. And uh, there you go. You look like death. Congrats. <laughs> Possibly. Sorry, UK. <laughs> Sorry to our UK listeners. I know there's a few. And, uh, uh, and also, uh, that's how pasty and pale I am anyway. My- same here. My body hasn't seen sun in so long, my skin is starting to turn translucent. <laughs> you have no pigment. So, uh, the sergeant and the servants, uh, find, uh, they go through the wine cellar, find the other dead girls down there. Why would you hide your dead girls just in a wine cellar? Why don't you, you know, throw, mix them in with like plague victims or, or something, you know, other people that are dying or put them somewhere where it looks like a medical procedural thing is being done to them or anything you know stash them in the crypt somewhere why the wine cellar yeah i have no idea careless aristocracy yeah you have all this help who kind of knows what you're doing take them out in the middle of nowhere yeah it's the careless aristocracy where she knows that there's nothing bad is going to ever happen to her because she's the highest of the high echelon and she can get away with it since she has so long they just get completely careless with it all also it's super fucking hot to see all those naked dead girl bodies laying around wait what uh, nothing, just a funny voice. Just what? Just the funny voice? Yes, and also I'm advocating corpse fucking here. <laughs> God damn it! I knew it. I knew you would. <laughs> That's a shock. <laughs> yeah, right. And I advocate drinking. Ooh, shocking! Uh, <laughs> Such weird revelations. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the captain sends four men uh, with the cops. Uh, they have a lineup in the castle, and he sends four of the male servants with the cops for questioning. Then he sends all the women away from the castle. The captain tells a very angry Toth that now that all the virgins are gone, she will grow old and he will move along and Dabo can have her. So Toth talks to Julie, the maid, and they talk about the real daughter for a little bit, just like what she's like and all that. Dobby says he will uh, bring someone because the countess is definitely needing some you know, more virgin blood. He says he'll bring someone uh, to the Countess that night. Uh, We see the Countess can't sleep, and she has Julie to go check the rooms to make sure that Dabo had brought a girl just for ease of mind. Uh, As she's going to look, Dabo finds her and tells her that the girl is there and is ready for the Countess whenever she needs her. Julie goes up to the room uh, where Dabo uh, kept the girl and finds out out to be it's the Countess's own daughter. Dun, dun, Uh, dun. 
<laughs> right? They cry at being reunited with one another. The next day, uh, there is really only one person happy during this wedding day, and that's going to be the Countess. She tells Dabo to hell with the police, and she wants all her servants back to witness her happy day. Julie then asks Toth to come with her. Toth then meets the Countess's daughter, uh, Alona, and uh, Toth tells Julie that during the wedding, she has to take her away, get her out of the castle, get her far away from the town, because she'll be able to slip away during the ceremony. And the Countess is basically considering sacrificing her own daughter to fully take over being her own daughter. I don't even know if she knows it's her daughter yet. No, but I think she's so far gone at this point, and her concern for having a daughter is so far gone, she she would do it. She wouldn't care. Yeah, I don't think she cared about having a daughter anyway. Even when she was old. No. Um, And if her daughter continued to keep her maiden head long enough to be useful in this sacrifice, she would totally kill her own daughter for it. Yes. Toth heads back and talks to the daughter, and that is our final clip. Oh, please tell me what's happening. Foolish nanny says I should be patient, but how can I be? She tells me nothing. Countess Yolanda. She is so stubborn, she makes me quite angry. Your life is in grave danger. From whom? I cannot tell you, but please trust me. You must leave at once. Leave my home? But I want to see my father's grave. And my mother. I must speak with her. I'm afraid that is not possible. Why? Tell me. Please, I beg you, do not argue with me. In a short while, Julie will take you to the stable. Now, do not speak to anyone. But I will say I am the Countess Ilona. You will not be believed. Take a horse and ride with haste to the county house. Wait there for Captain Ballow. When he comes, tell him of your misfortunes. Will you not come with me? I fear to go alone. You must not fear. Please come with me. I'll meet you at the stables. You will not fail me. No, I must go now. Do everything that Julie tells you. All right, so we have a plan going now. They know what they're going to do. So the wedding day comes. During the ceremony, Julie tries to take Ilana or Iana away, but she hears that there is some sort of ceremony happening, and she has to go check it out. She doesn't do a lot of listening this one. Uh, the daughter doesn't listen because the daughter is also a child of privilege and therefore doesn't really feel like any of her decisions will have any consequence on her life, much to her own chagrin shortly. Yes. She sees that there's a wedding, and then during the ceremony, the countess gets old. Everyone freaks out, and she starts going after her own daughter. As she's heading up to her, Toth goes to stop her, and the countess, on accident, kills Toth. Uh, dun, the, dun, dun. As that ends the entire ceremony, the countess, Dabo, and the maid are all sitting in jail. We hear through hushed tones that they will all be hanged. And we hear women calling her the Devil Woman and uh, Countess Dracula. And as we see her old face looking through a cage, we roll credits. Okay, so they're in the dungeon, and I like her looking up through the dungeon window. I thought that was really neatly done, you know? Yeah, me too. I love that. We got to talk about, because they actually say the name of the movie at the very end, where someone is like, you devil, you devil. And I think it's the woman who lost her husband to the Countess. Yeah, it's a whole bunch of girls. They're all hush-talking, a whole bunch of women. Right, but I think the one who says, you devil, Countess Dracula, you devil, and that like ends the movie, I think she's the wife of the man who got ran over. Yeah, I think so as well. So it's really interesting. I love the the irony stuff that they have going on, where she fell in love with a younger man and continued to do all this stuff, and then in her fit of rage, 
rage going after her daughter to become young again, she ends up stabbing the man that she, for whatever reason, is supposedly in love with, I guess. Yeah, and you can tell she's pretty broken up about that, and now she's just gone crazy there's parts of the film that are pretty uneven and there's some stretches where it just feels kind of more like a family drama kind of thing but i mean given the age of the film and the fact that it's a hammer film there's always going to be somewhat of a burgeoning romance kind of involved in this original cycle of hammer films you got to have something to keep the ladies somewhat interested while the men are all staring right at ingrid pitt when she's mostly nude or partially nude this is very true yeah (laughs) and while this isn't necessarily my favorite hammer film and while it's not necessarily my favorite Ingrid Pitt role, there's a lot of stuff to really sink your teeth into and enjoy in this film. And this is the most scathingly um, saucy PG film I've seen in a long time. We have nipple to mouth action in a PG film. That's awesome. Old school ratings were the best. in a PG film than you would think. Yeah, just the right amount. I mean, there's quite a few moments of thank you movie. And while it may be on some girls that are dead, some of us are okay with that. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Yes. Or girls while they're being murdered. Some of us, me, is very, very okay with that. (laughs) This is probably the third or fourth time that I've watched Countess Dracula. The first time that I saw it was whenever they brought Creature Features back here locally in Omaha and they had the guy hosting as Son of Sanguinary. This was one of the films that he showed and it was the first time that I had actually seen it. Even though I'd loved Hammer films, this was like a lesser one known that just never hit my purview until that episode and I was floored by it. I fell in love with this movie and really, really dug it and I knew that it was going to be censored. So I think probably about two years later, Later, it came out on DVD, and I bought the shit out of that. And now I have the Synops Blu-ray DVD combo set. Nice. <laughs> and that's the best it has ever looked on this Blu-ray. It looks incredible. It's a really fun movie. Like I said, it's enjoyable. There are moments where it does feel like it's dragging a little bit, and you may feel yourself kind of pick up your phone. But not very long after that, we're right back to some kind of boob shot or blood or boobs and blood or some kind of massacre or some kind of weird double-crossing intrigue. And the jealousy that's going on between Dobby and the Countess back and forth where like she wants the guy but he wants to be with her and he just wants her to accept her age so that she'll accept him and he keeps doing all this stuff wantonly to sabotage her and some of it is a little subtle and some of it you kind of wonder if it's just him being a blothering idiot or if he in fact knew all along she needed a virgin and was just trying to make her think that it wasn't going to work anymore possible um but i don't think he knew that because he didn't read further enough on Dabo doesn't strike me as the reader No, he was born to lead, not to read, Matt. Exactly. (laughs) I mean, overall, I think it's a really interesting and pretty cool film. I liked it. It's very different than other Hammer film releases in a way that makes it very fresh and enjoyable for me. And like I said, this is about the third or fourth time that I've watched it, and I will more than likely watch it again, probably in the near future, because I really enjoyed it this time around, more so than I had in the past. So I really liked it because... It, you mean coming right off of uh, Out of Control, uh, it was nice to have an actual story. Well, Out of Control would make Munchies look like a good film. Oh, yeah, possibly. No, yeah. no nothing could make Munchies look like a good film. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's a definite upgrade from last week, and uh, we're going to have a little slight downhill before we slide all the way down into Maymatay after this. Yes, and then we get to go survive Corona, and then Maymatay. 
But if you make it through Corona and May Mate, you do get a little treat, which is the Andy Sedaris films coming up at 250. So you got seven weeks from this recording. Oh man. To Andy Sedaris when it's girls, guns, G-strings, or boobs, bombs, and bullets, whichever you want to consider it for the franchise. <laughs> and you will thank me for a lot of those movies. I I bet I will. Uh if I know anything about Andy Sedaris, yeah, I'm gonna be thanking you. I am positive that you have seen those films before. I probably have. I, I, you've seen at least one or two of them, late night cable or late night satellite. You have. Oh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. All right. Well, that wraps it up for Countess Dracula because we're already talking about what's ahead. So I think we're good to go. Why don't we take another break here? We'll play a promo for a podcast that has nothing to do with horror and everything to do with gangs because I'm giving my boy Witch the biggest push I've ever given anybody. Nice. <laughs> and then we'll have a little bit more music straight out of Countess Dracula's soundtrack. So everybody be cool. Be cool. Don't be dicks. And then when we come back, we'll do the PSYOP news. <laughs> As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. And while Witch didn't make it to the top of the world, he did make the Gangs of Hollywood podcast. So join the gang and enjoy a movie review podcast about movie gangs, gangsters, mobsters, and the mayhem they cause. You can find GOH Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at gohpod at www.gohpod.com as well as your favorite podcast listening app and remember say hello to your little friend for me Everybody's being cool about this and not being dicks. Don't be dickholes. Well, there is only really one thing that could uh, make someone really be a dickhole, Matt. What's that? Psyop News! This one uh, comes to us from Pete. Yeah, that's uh, Boy Pete from Good Beer, Bad Movie Night podcast. Awesome. Uh, gender reveal party ignited a 10-acre brush fire in Florida. 
fire officials say. Keeping uh, it weird for us, Florida. Thank you. We need this levity. I, I mean, we need to really cut Florida off. Uh, a gender reveal party in Florida went wrong. It's part of 10-acre fire, CNN affiliate WESH reported. Firefighters were called to a home in Brevard County, Florida, last weekend after reports that a blaze was possibly ignited by fireworks, fire officials said. Isn't there like a limited burn in the county, too, when this happened? Uh, probably, yeah. And also... <laughs> I mean, what are you having a party for? We're under a quarantine. I mean, it's more important to reveal the gender of your baby now, Matt, than to have your pregnant spouse survive long enough to give birth. Fucker. Uh, but uh, when they arrived, firefighters realized some explosives had been in the mix. Um, it's going to cost you some serious cock. They were informed that it was caused by a tender reveal using tannerite and a weapon. Brevard. Tannerite? Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, Tannerite, you can pretty much buy it any um, any place that sells guns. You can buy Tannerite, and then you just shoot it, and it explodes. Like, every gun nut loves fucking Tannerite. I gotcha. Uh, Why Bre- do I know so much about Tannerite, Matt? Because you love Tannerite? I love guns. You love guns? <laughs> Old cops are bumbling dummies. I'm going to stockpile all my guns because cops don't help Brevard you. County Fire Rescue Chief Mark Sherlin told WESH that Tannerite is a highly explosive sub- substance awfully used as a rifle target. <laughs> Something as seemingly innocent as a general reveal can turn into a large-scale disaster where homes are threatened, he added. The bla- America is a bunch of cuts. The blaze was fast-moving and heavy fuel, and it ended up burning 10 acres before it was completely contained within hours, county fire officials and the Florida Forest Service said. No homes wow. were damaged in Brevard County Fire Rescue. Uh, no homes were damaged, the fire company said. Uh, oh, that's nice. Yes. Uh, the county had been under a burn ban, including outdoor activities such as campfires, bonfires, and trash burning because of the dry... You can't pay a bail? Well, I could probably fix that for a blowy. Because of the dry conditions in the region. The order comes with a fine of up to $500. It is unclear whether anyone will face the fine. Yes, you can't have sex by sticking an erect penis into a vagina. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I believe that's how it happens. I mean, they're lesbian vampires. Why would they want to put their teeth in man meat? All blowjobs should be teethy. Um, the first one was right. The second one, uh, they shouldn't be. <laughs> I'm not kink shaming you on your death fetish, I, but I feel like you are. <laughs> All lesbians are preying on young women. I mean, they're lesbian vampires. Why would they want to put their teeth in man meat? All lesbians are preying on young women. <laughs> what? What's that other one? All lesbians are what? Uh, you said that they are preying on young preying? women. Preying? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> It was one of those ones where you were doing a sarcastic comment oh. of what someone else believes, and I was just like, I'm clipping yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Uh, That's the same episode where I said this. Violate her body and make sure she can't oh, leave. Jesus Christ. <laughs> then during the news, you said this. I'm already getting arrested. I might as well grab this guy's dick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. God damn. That was clip heavy. <laughs> Yeah, we might as well just start like doing a segment where we just play clips and react to them. Yeah, because, yeah. <laughs> Jesus, the times are getting so dark that the folks need to laugh a little I, bit. More. I know the news is kind of getting hard to uh, to get through right now. It's getting hard. Shut up! Are you talking about penises? No, not that sort of hard. But yes. Omg, a jizz drinking game. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fuck it. We hit an hour and a half. Let's let's call it quits on this. Yeah, we'll make this an even shorter episode than last you gotta, week. You got a better call Saul to watch. Yeah, absolutely. And if I don't get up there in time, my wife will start it without Oh, my me. God. Yeah, she'll, yeah, yeah, she will do that to you, too. 
<laughs> All right, folks, we're going to play the Ending Legion promo. We're going to have a little bit more music straight out of the soundtrack from Countess Dracula, so you fuckers better be cool about be this. Be fucking cool, guys. Don't be a bunch of fucking narcs. When we come back, we will close out this 243rd week of Cinema PsyOps. If you enjoyed this show, then make sure you check out the other great shows on the Legion Podcast Network, like Cinema PsyOps, Cinema Beef, Devour the Podcasts, Duncan and Bo Come Correct, Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, Friday the 13th, Get Slayed, The Hell Mean Power Hour, Hello, This is the Doom Show, Hero Hero Ghost Show, Kill the Cast, Underwater Kaiju from Outer Space, Jerry Hates Action, Legion After Dark, Mental Health, Obsessive Cinema, Discourse, Pick 6 Movies, The Podcast by the Cemetery, The Podcast on Haunted Hill, The Psycho-Semantic Podcast, Rick Radio, House of Wax, Dude Looks Like the 80s, Rabbit and Red Radio, The Shadecast, Short Bus Cinema, Two Drink Minimum Commentaries, The VD Clinic, Who Will Survive Horror Podcast, and Which Versus the Doomsday Clock. With such a widespread of shows, there is guaranteed to be a niche for you to fall in love with. Horror, politics, movies, books, sex, music, commentaries, health, video games, kaiju, action, news, comedy, and opinions that would most likely get you killed in some parts of the world. We are proud to bring you some of the best podcasting in the world. Check us out at www.legionpodcast.com, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and any other dark corner of the internet where podcasts can be found. chanting sort of undertone theme going on that's nice and calm and oh it's gonna get really loud here in a second so we need to <laughs> need to wrap this up yeah get that out of here and everyone be fucking cool about it yeah everybody got to be cool about this and a place that's really cool that you should check out is our landing and launching page it's not that cool i'm overhyping it uh legionpodcast.com forward slash cinema dash psyops a place that actually is pretty cool and i don't think you'll ever find a uh, hive of more wretched scum and villainy than our facebook group of cinema psyops it's true we 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 are pretty fucking terrible people <laughs> but in like the best kind of way yeah like in we, a fun we, we, way not in a yeah. horrible way in a fun way yeah we're not like terrible like you know current administration terrible we're terrible like we like to laugh at the fact that we're all gonna die because there's nothing else we can do our about shenanigans it. are cheeky and cute 
<laughs> and don't result in the deaths of anyone as far as we can the tell. The administration shenanigans are tragic and sad. They're not even shenanigans at all, really. <laughs> no, more like atrocities and war crimes. Yeah, exactly. But you can find me on Facebook where you can at me for my comments. Court PsyOps. You can find Matt on Facebook, which he won't really even respond no matter what you post on his page. Matt PsyOp. Most of that's true. <laughs> you can email feedback to Matt, PsyopMatt at gmail.com, where you can send him all of the memes that prove what a liberal snowflake he actually hey, is. Hey, hey, hey. This is supposed to be a safe place, all right? Just stop it. Be woke for a little bit, all right? Maybe try it, court. You can email feedback to court, cinemasyopscourt at gmail.com, where you can offer to own that lib by sucking him what? off. <laughs> hey, you want to shut me up? Suck my dick. It works. Clip. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. You can tweet a couple of tweets to a couple of twats on the hate-filled shitfest that knows more about COVID-19 cinema and living in general than you do. That is Twitter. I'm at court underscore psyop, and he is at psyop Matt. There's also our Instagram page, and by our, I mean me, because I run that shit like this show. It's cinema underscore psyops, and that's where all of your tasty memes that you post in our cinema psyops group, or tag me in, or send to me, or anything like that, ends up there. Only the highest of quality and tastiest of memes will then be reposted on our Instagram page. Again, this is only the highest of quality of memes. We only supply the highest qualities. So I gotta find something to tie in Countess Dracula now to close out the show and kicking the fuck out of something of the week here, so I don't got anything. You got anything? Bathe in the blood of virgins? That works for me. That works very, very All right, well for look at me. me. I finally helped. All right, so while you're out there sheltering at home, which you should be doing, and sacrificing virgins to keep Ingrid Pitt young and beautiful, kick the fuck out of those virgins to make them bleed, and this week, and make it your bitch. <laughs> Fuck you, Matt. <laughs> Sorry, wrong one. Jesus. <laughs> uh, what's the character that's uh, the the love smitten young man? What's his name again? Toth. Toth. You think I'd remember that? Because she was well, like, my uh, favorite Toth, fucking character. And uh... that's that's <laughs> how I pronounce it. I think it might be Tote or something. I yeah. think the H might be silent. I'm not exactly sure. I just call him Toth. Well, Toth was my favorite character in Avatar: The Last Airbender, so I'm totally cool with calling him Toth because that's a great name. I know, she's got a rosary, she's praying to God. That's what assholes do when they are, look like the fucking their tickets punched. I'm just gonna cut that to where she's praying to God, that's what assholes do, and leave it like that. That, that hurts. It's <laughs> accurate, that's why it hurts. Dick. What did you say? I said misrepresenting me, you dick. <laughs> it's my show, I'll do what I want. I mean, you do run Barter Town. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it's also true. If you pray, you're an asshole. <laughs> No, you're not. Stop being a douche.
It's the um, truth. It's actual. It, no, it's not. It just because you pray doesn't make you an asshole. We'll just have to agree to disagree and move on because Better Call Saul's blooming. <laughs> Fucking Jesus. Anyway. <laughs> That's how important it is to be, Matt. I'd rather not argue with you just so I can get the show going. I guess, man. Wow. Uh, <laughs> Better Call Saul must be a good season. Oh, yeah, um, it's been really, really fucking good. If I knew that it was the older countess and when she bathed in virgin blood, she got young and hot and wanted to stoop me, I would still be feeding her virgins for blood and keep my mouth yeah, shut. Yeah, we know. You're fucked up, Court. We all know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we all she... have read your captain's log. <laughs> um, only if she looked like Ingrid Pitt. Only, no, no. Yeah, no, there's plenty of others. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Ingrid Pitt, Edward Fennick. If I'm attracted to them, I would sacrifice virgins for them, is all I'm saying. Laura Jemsner. Yeah, we get it. I don't know if I would sacrifice virgins for Laura Jemsner. Really? <laughs> of course I would. <laughs> I was about to say. What? <laughs> I just wanted you to be a little shocked there. What? <laughs> All right, let's get back uh, to this, and we'll stop talking about all the women I'd sacrifice virgins for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got a clip of that. Oh, awesome. Who in the fuck took my paper clips? See? Goddamn. Yeah. Powerful. Powerful Powerful scene. acting scene yeah. right there. So amazing, Powerful. Ingrid Pitt turned into a black man from Vice Squad. Yeah, I just couldn't believe it right before my eyes. I started doing drugs after that, because nothing else makes sense anymore. Yeah, and it's a little problematic because, you know, that is, like, almost blackface, the way she transformed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And also, I mean, did they even have paper clips back then? I mean, what does she know? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't very period-specific. It's an odd choice the filmmakers made, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I question that. Um, <laughs> and the blackface didn't age well. <laughs> Psyop news! All right, guy, give me some time. <laughs> Trying to find a good enough story that won't bum everyone out yeah that's really rough these days yeah um there was one about a florida gender reveal party that caught it that yeah i think started a fire. I think I'll, I'll go with that one i saw that one i'm like eh, that one that was on the a, a thought trail so yeah until there's better news we may have to suspend because everything's just now just fucking we're fucked up we're all fucked <laughs> it's the end of the world, man, and I feel Yeah, fine. right. I could do the one about the guy who was hoarding all the masks and then started coughing at FBI agents. <laughs> no, let's just try and keep it as light and funny as we possibly all right, can. All right, hold on. Let me get to that one then. Here we go. to God. That's what assholes do. If you pray, you're an asshole. I started doing drugs after that. Then the blackface didn't age well. To hell with the police. Hey, you want to shut me up? Suck my dick. It works. Bathe in the blood of virgins? <laughs>